God bless you. I want to let you know that we are happy to be here. We are blessed to be here. I will try in English. Uh, I have a small story. I've been in uh, Liberia to do a seminar. And uh, the guy who invited me there has had someone to translate from English to French. It was a whole week. I was happy to have someone translating in English, uh, in French, from French to English. Monday, that guy did not show up. Tuesday, neither. You can imagine. I had to try in English Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. He walked through to find a lady who were living in France, and that lady was a big help. So that's maybe, I mean, eight years ago. I mean, my English is better than eight years ago. So <laughs> let me try. Thank you. Oh. I want first to express my deep gratitude to our lovely Daddy God for his faithfulness. Like we sing, he's really faithful. Because he's faithful, we are here. Is the one who made it. Thank you to him for uh, his life. Without that, I, I can't even preach. Thank you for uh, the good help. You know, right now there are people in the hospital. I want to express my deep gratitude to Rob, Kurt, Jeff, all the team who made it happen, our visit here. I think they did hard, uh, work hard. God bless you. Uh, you have uh, my uh, church members. Hi, hello, <laughs> greetings, good morning. Thank you for the, for the church, the whole church, because uh, since 2018 or 17, we worked together through uh, the Peace Plan program. You sent many times. Uh, the first one was Rob and uh, 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 the others, uh, Kurt, but there is a faithful guy, Jeff. All the trips. Thank you. It has been a big blessing for us. Uh, to have that program in our church, in our country. I will give you uh, like one testimony about what is going on there. Uh, there is a topic that I like to teach about because it's a summary of my life. That topic is 
I think you sing it. It, 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 it won't fail. The other way, or the other word, is with God, nothing is lost. With God, nothing is lost. I've been uh, talking about, like, in uh, Ivory Coast, in Liberia, in Guinea, Conakry. Uh, I've done it in my country, uh, around all the big cities, we call the uh, provincial cities, and I have many testimonies, the feedback of the faithfulness of God. Today, I want just to share that through answering one question. Usually, I have to answer four questions, what I called the three Y, or W. The first W is why nothing is lost. It's about the Bible arguments that prove that with God nothing is lost. The second W is who can experience that with God nothing is lost. And the last W is what can we do to experience that with God nothing is lost. Let's just give two arguments so we can build our faith on God's faithfulness. Let's see. Take God's words as cash money because God always that does what he says. Take God's words as cash money because God always does what he says. Here, the proof, Genesis 3, 15. I will put enmity between you and woman and between your offspring and hers. They will strike at your head while you strike at their heel. They will strike at your head. That expression that we can find in that uh, part of the Bible is about what happened to Adam and Eve. You know, they were living with God in a good connection, good relationship until you know, the snake came and let them know that God did not tell them the truth. The truth, according to him, was once they eat the apple, they'll become like God. But it was not true. Because once they did eat the fruit, 
the truth is what? The truth was they were lost. Definitely lost. You know, when we talk about loss today, we have hope. Because Jesus is already came. Jesus uh, was already uh, gave his life on the cross. But at that time, there, were no, there, there was no way. They even didn't have the solution of their problem. They know that if they have to eat, they will have a problem. But the solution, they don't, they didn't have it. They were really lost. Really lost. But that verse, verses, reveal like God is really the God who loves us, who, who knew how he will save them. And the theological guys call it the proto-evangelium. That means the first time that we got a revelation in the Bible about God's expression to save those who are lost. That was the, 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 the revelation of God's character about the salvation. He said to the serpent, the women, the sinners will, you know, can you pronounce that? Crash on your... That was the first prophecy about the coming of Jesus. Nothing is lost. It's not about what I think. It's not about what is my emotion. It's about what God says. About the truth of the Bible. And God is enough powerful to do what he says. Why nothing is lost? Because God has a heart of plenty love. Because God has a heart to save those who are lost. And when we talk about to go and share the gospel, it's not about us. It's about God's heart to save everyone. Because there are enough land in the heaven. <laughs> there are enough homes in the heaven for us. For the whole world. Why nothing is lost? You know, the world is lost because they don't care about God. And that was even Adam and Eve experience. God, you know, we can't be like you. We, we can be like you. We don't need you anymore. That is the, the, the first, I mean, problem around the world. To say, God, we don't need you. That is the first 
sickness. That's, that is the first concert around the world to give away, to give up to God. Of my English, you can understand what I'm trying to say. We can see in Romans 1, 18, 32, Paul talked about the world that is far away from God. They decide to do what they want. And we have the proof that the world is lost, is really lost. And the world needs God. Verse 8 says, But for those who are self-seeking, self-seeking, and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. Self-seeking. That was the problem for Adam and Eve. That is the problem today. Self-seeking. How can be how can we be self-seeking once we know there is someone who is existing before us, who is existing right now, and who will exist all, all the time? I'm a pro-creationist. I believe in the creation. If we talk about creation, there is a creator. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? How can we talk about creation and say there is no creator? It's like to say there is Sangoy, Sangoy's son, but without, without Sangoy, father. That's crazy. God is true. God exists, and we need God. We need God. It's not because we can't live. It's not because we can't work. It's not because we can't get this and that. God in our life is better than to get anything. We need God. Why nothing is lost? Because we have the revelation of the proto-evangelium. The second, the second reason before the end is uh, we have to answer about What it's written on Galatians, Galatians 4, 4, 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, the redeem, those who, those who were under the law that we might re receive the 
adoption as sons. God's schedule is to visit those who are lost. God's schedule is visit those who are lost. Genesis 50, 24, 25. Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely visit you and bring you up from this land to the land which he promised and hope to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you and yet shall carry up my bonds from ants. God will visit you. God will visit us. The problem, even for Christians, is not about what God is capable to do. It's about did we really listen God's words? Did God talk to us? If God talk to someone, something will happen. Because God will do like he said. And you know the story about Joseph. He was there in Egypt. He was a big guy. But he did like a prophecy about the future. Hey, Christians, don't only live about today. Because God is not only the day today. God is also the, the God for tomorrow. You know, Joseph is a big guy. But he can, through the Holy Spirit, prophesy about the future. And the future will be, has to be there. A bad one. For the people of Israel, from Israel. They have to be the slave. But Joseph said, God will visit you. You know, if it was like in the U.S., you know, you are living good, you are living, and someone just said, God will visit you. We say, what? why God will visit us? We have airplane, we have dollars, we have, you know, we have nice cars. Everything is okay. We don't need God's visit. But God always talks about what will happen. When he talked he talk to, to, to Adam and Eve, it was about tomorrow. Don't eat. Don't do it. Because once you do it, you will see what will happen. I want to talk to someone. I don't know what you are facing. But God sent me here to tell you, God will visit you. I don't know how he will visit you, but he will visit you. He will visit you. 
He wants to set you free. He wants to give you, I mean, what you are looking for. Maybe a long time ago, Joseph said, God will visit you. And God did visit the, the, the people, his, his uh, people in Egypt. 400 years later, he did it. He did it. And when they were outside, they remember what Joseph gave as a prophecy. They were outside. God visited them. Nothing is lost because God is really, really faithful about what he says. He said he will visit us and is going to do it. Maybe you are sick. Maybe you have a big problem. Maybe there is no way about a situation. I have a good news. I have good news for you. God will visit you. It's not about me. It's, it's about what God, God is saying about your life. About what God has planned for your life. He will visit you. Maybe you have a, 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 a child who is a problem for you. Maybe you have financial problem. Maybe I don't know. But I can say it with assurance. God will visit you. And God did, did, God did visit Abraham, Sarah, Zacharias, He visit many people in the Bible. We don't have time. You can check and you will see. You will see that God is a faithful God. The last one, John 6. Six. When Jesus looked up and saw a great ground coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall I where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Six. He asked this only test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Why, why nothing is lost with God? Because he already had in mind what is going to do. You don't know. You are looking for a solution. But God knows what he is going to do. That was the situation. 
there was a big crowd of people seeking Jesus. And Jesus said, we need food for those guys. But there are so many. The disciples said, we, we can't buy food. We can't buy fr bread for 5,000, 3,000. We have some money, it's true, but it's not enough. Sometimes it's like that. While we are looking for a human solution, Jesus knows what he is going to do. That's why the response of our life, our Christian life, is not about what we can do. It's about our faith in God. We, ha we have to be trustful. We, 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 have to, we have to put our faith in God. Because he knows what he is going to do. Let me close this with testimonies. Because it's, it's hard, you know, uh, verses in, in English. And, but stories, uh, I think it's flop. <laughs> when, when I was moved at uh, that church called uh, Avia Deux, uh, Kurt and uh, uh, Tim, and uh, they know what looks like the area. You know, your area is, it's like a paradise. <laughs> but our area was, I mean, the, the less safeful around the world. When you have to pass by, there were, there were because in, in the past, young guys, you know, and they just pick up or ask for your bag, for your money, for your telephone. If you don't want to give them voluntarily, they will just take it and, you know, nobody will try anything. Nobody. And when we arrive, even at the entrance of our compound. They had to come there and store what they want. Oh God, what can we do? Do we have to, I mean, give up? Or do we have to try something with you? And God put in my heart that David did what? David had a victory against Goliath. Not because he was powerful, but because God was with him. And I said, I have God with me. Let's go. We will see who will be the victory. And we start to work about how to 
put out that kind of life. And we did. We did. We invite, you know, the people around, the young guy who did, who were not able to do anything because they, they were afraid. We had meetings at the church. We had a strategy. We had prayer times. <laughs> when God is with you, he will open a door, a miracle door. And he did. Because the police officer, the second in Gabon, was one hour believer. I talked with him and I said, you know, we can't continue like that in this area. We have to stop that. He said, Pastor, just go ahead. Write my big boss a letter. That letter will come to me. And you know, Gabon is a small country. The police knows who find anyone he wants. And we wrote to the mayor office, to the minister of interior affairs. And, 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 and. we did uh, 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 a speech at the official television to say, people, hey, you have to talk to your kids and let them know we are going to fight against them and they will go to the prison. We did what we have to do. And right now, even at Midnight, you can walk in our compound, in our neighborhood. Nobody will touch you. Because with God, nothing is lost. And he did help us. When I had to talk about nothing is lost for the first time, I had... A, a, a car that belonged to the church because we had a big project and I bought a nice car from US because I bought, him, uh, I bought it from uh, a missionary who was from the US. It was a Honda, a nice one, you know. And I just gave, gave it to, to the project that we have. And the church said, oh, you, you need a, a, a car. They give me a small one. Saturday night, my preach was ready, and the topic was nothing is lost. Do you know what happened? Someone just stole the car. <laughs> and when I woke up, you know the first voice? Change your preaching. Change your topic. You can't say with God nothing is lost while the car of the church is lost. <laughs> I did not change. I said, that's what God put in my heart. In my heart. And that Sunday, I preach with God nothing is lost. I have to preach 
two Sundays later, the second act. Between the first Sunday and the last Sunday, where I have to preach, we found the car. And the car was good. I said, I'm going to preach again. With God, nothing is lost. What I've learned of that experience is, you know, you will have tests about what you trust, uh, uh, about what you hear from God. I've heard from him that I have to teach nothing is lost. And the evil came and said, you have to change. Uh, we, we don't have time. My, my wife can testify. That, that, that Sunday, there were big miracles. Even someone who came from another city to assist. And there were many testimonies. Imagine if I had to change the topic because my, my emotion. With God, nothing is lost. The problem is for us to have the capacity to hear God's voice. I want you to let you know that God never changed. He stays the same. His word is still powerful to transform, to change, to deliver to heal, to do what our thoughts count. We need God. If we have God, we have to keep our relationship with God. We have to stay. We have to be, I mean, 100%, 200% friends of God, of Jesus. God bless us. We don't know what will happen tomorrow. May I have a word for you from God. Trust him. With him, nothing is lost. God bless you. Thank you.